Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. This podcast is here to shake up the way you think about basically everything from health, beauty, entrepreneurship, and whether you're loving the newest trends. These ladies are here to prove that it's always better when salt and pepper come together. So here are your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. I mean, I think the, the whole purpose of life is, you know, to bring glory to God. So whatever it is that I'm doing, that's what I want to be reflecting all of the, the credit towards. And um, I really want people to, when they're watching my YouTube videos, to literally feel the love of Jesus through the screen. So like you said, your spidey senses were tingling. That's the goal. I was, that's very, very exciting to me because um, there's just, I don't know, there is, there's just like a vibe and aura that you get when you're around a believer. And um, that is kind of what I wanted to portray through the screen. And I just want people to know that they're loved, that they're important. There's so many negative forces and darkness in the world. And just to be able to go on YouTube and watch something that's positive, that's encouraging, that'll leave you feeling good after um, is just the, the overall goal. Hi, Shakers. Well, are you joking? I'm so sorry. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Hi, Shakers. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. My name is Olivia. And my name is Lisa. And on today's episode, we have on Jordan Orm, who is a... Why are you looking at me like that? Because I'm waiting to hear what you say about him. I am a big fan. I am a subscriber, of course. He He's an, an, is, a, an enabler. An, he really <laughs> is. I mean, the more K-pop... Okay, well, he is a music video editor for tons of celebrities it's shocking and it just shows how talented he is and he has a youtube channel which is how i found him and he enables my addiction by reacting to k-pop music videos but he does more than that he does taylor swift mm-hmm. who else i've only watched the k-pop one so i don't know what else i think i is. only watched the taylor swift ones but <laughs> i want to watch that lil nas X. I know that. No, you know, I'm really saying curious. Lil, it's really difficult for me. Yeah, I have a hard time with it coming I, from my mouth. Coming just from like a white girl like me, Lil I, Wayne, Lil Lil, Mama? Lil Nas X, Lil Nas X. Gross. Yeah, it feels wrong. Um, well, he's a Christian too, so he mm-hmm. reacts to some videos, and we actually like talk about more Christian things than I thought on this episode. Um, but it was really fun. Yeah, it was we started really off fun. the show by pranking him because. <laughs> he accidentally missed our meeting last week he, he thought it was a different time which was totally fine we've all done it but then we decided to not be on the screen when he showed up pretending like we forgot you kind of had to be there but it was very funny i pretended like to be on a very serious phone call and i was scared he was gonna be like what like, is oh, going no, like, on scared. like something is wrong and it's funny because when he first came on it made a sound so i knew like he was about to turn he turned his audio on and then turn it off and then kept his video off so that he could keep listening oh he was like he was just dropping yeah or laughing and he one thought it was two. so funny so that felt really good because he makes me laugh so that felt videos. really good. so that felt really good um yeah I love I love today's episode it was it was a really fun interview what was your current obsession in the spirit of making these a little quicker (laughs) yeah right um I have been painting a lot yes you have I I love that's my current obsession just how come there's nothing hung up in here 
because they don't really fit these walls like this area i think i'm gonna put one up in our room what i I still have to finish a few no probably not we're eventually gonna mount that so there's not gonna be space well i'm waiting to see one hung up yeah, I I really want to get a massive canvas, but they're expensive. Oh, yeah. They so are expensive. I have to wait. You know, I could tell my mom she right sees there. them um, at garage sales all the time. Yes. So I'll tell I her to look that. for that. Um, my current obsession is This Is Us. I really? never watched the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like so well done, that show. Like, I don't know how they do it, but they pull all the right strings inside oh gosh, of you. Yeah. yeah the one do. thing I will say that's really frustrating lately, because it's happened with Brooklyn 992, is like they were filming during 2020 and they they act like they're still in the world. So they're all wearing masks and they talk about COVID. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I watch TV. Brooklyn 99 did that? Yeah. Oh, when they came back? Um well for their last season they were Mm. renewed for their last season eight and it was during 2020 so they were it was just all about COVID and the same with this is us and it's like you can tell every time they go visit somebody the person that they're visiting goes thank you so much for quarantining and taking the time before to make sure you're COVID free and I'm just like I watch TV to not be reminded (laughs) because that's what the morning show did as well and like the show the morning show anyway but it's just really well done. The show yeah. is so good. I I couldn't listen to a lot of... Po- I was actually afraid to listen to certain podcasts. Well, actually, any podcast. Asher's giving us a little show. So cute. Oh, I love the guy. Show. He just really wants me to hold him. Um, There were a lot of podcasts I couldn't listen to because, I mean, we're in a pandemic of... Like, everyone wanted to talk about it and vent, but... I was just worried people were and I didn't want to hear about the pandemic and COVID. You you really have to know yourself and be like, what's going to push me over? Mm -hmm. And like, because some people wanted to know everything they could, but I really felt like it brought out so much more anxiety for people. But anyway, still such a good show. Um, Should we do our silver linings? Yeah, totally. (laughs) Would you like to go? Yeah, I can start. Um, me and Zav, uh, were leaving on our way to go to couples counseling, which is its own thing, um, which has been great, but I put my visor down, such a beautiful day, put my visor down, like a movie, a freaking spider, no, 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 so big, Uh, like an inch long, yeah, gross, pops out, dangles down by its thready thread. At least it was dangling. It didn't fall on your lap or oh, something. Oh, no. It jumped. It Ugh. was a jumpy spider. So it, it, dangle, it had a dangly <laughs> and it jumped. Not a web, a dangly. And I, I booked it out of my car. That was right behind me. It was right there in my driveway. And oh, you he was were like, what driving. Is going on? I was driving. And you parked and jumped out. Yes. It was okay. as I was, it was as I was driving. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, you ran out of your car and did a freaky out dance and now you don't know where it is. So I'm like, well, now you have to find it. Like so. you're driving the car. That happened one time when we were at the park or something and it was like a really big grasshopper like this big. <laughs> and I was in the passenger seat and I saw it and our truck was driving. We were like on the freeway and I jump and I go to the back seat. He goes, I have never seen somebody get out of their seat and get to the back seat faster and I was like panicking he goes what's going through your mind when you see that I'm like sheer terror it can just jump it can just do something the other day there was one in my shower 
and I had to shower in I the other one. I would never see grasshoppers. Not How a grasshopper, you... a spider. A really oh, a big spider. spider. We get really bad spiders at my house, especially right. during the summer because of the creek and stuff. And I had to, I told my mom to kill it and she wouldn't. So I had to shower in the other shower. Yeah, I would do the same. You, I don't want to keep my eyes on it. I want to relax in my shower. Yeah. And that's she's what, like. That's what I told Dad. I'm like, I'm literally not going to go if you can't find it. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. My mom goes, my mom is just like, just takes a napkin and just squishes it and she's like what are you gonna do if you're home alone and that happens I'm like not shower or call you uh burn that room down yeah like not go in the room obviously that's a stupid question throw a bug bomb in there (laughs) tell Arturo to come home if he's gone leave the house never come back but yeah but see then the problem is too is I want to keep an eye on it so I know where it's going because I'm afraid they're gonna go in my room that's Mm. what I'm afraid of in my bed because I've seen some in my bed before yeah, I'm telling you, we get really bad bugs at my house. Never moving over there. <laughs> okay. But anyway, silver lining, anyway. Zav found it. Oh, good. But the only reason that he like helped me try to find it, because I was being dramatic, he was like, well, was it a black widow? I'm like, I literally have no idea, but the fact that you asked know. that question is the only reason. I feel like a black widow, they don't really go in those places. They more like hide behind like furniture and stuff or you, that you see them outside or in like the garage and stuff like that. Well, we park our car in the garage. So Yeah, but I'm saying I don't feel been. like they like move like those little jumpy ones. I don't feel like black widows like go in cars. Like I've never seen that before. Maybe they do, but I just mm. don't see that. I see them more just kind of like hibernating scary little bugs. I'm trying to keep this short. Okay. But I have a story, so I'll do it another time. My silver lining is that I have not gone on a vacation in five years and we are officially going in a week and a half. Oh my gosh, so fast. I know. I'm so excited. A little bit stressed because there's a lot I want to like put pressure on myself to get done before I go. So we're going to Disneyland. We haven't gone on any type of vacation in five years. Um, We're a little bit stressed as far as taking work off. But honestly, if we don't do it now, like we we actually kind of talked about maybe not going because we have so much work. And Mm. I'm like, if we don't go now, we're not going because my wedding season starts and there's no way to go. I'm not going in the summer, number one. But then also, I'm Your not... working wedding season. Yeah, sorry. My working wedding season. And then... Everyone's like, finally. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the fall is when I'm editing everything. And so I just like kind of was just like Arturo we're gonna go we're gonna make it happen even if we need to like work a tiny bit you know on the days we're not at Disney so um, I'm very excited and the silver lining mostly is that the whole trip literally everything including food is going to be paid for from NFTs like not a single dollar is coming out of our pocket that's amazing yeah so I'm excited I can't wait it's gonna I'm probably gonna have a full-on anxiety attack from so excitement and excitement exciting attack oh my gosh that was awful thank you um i can't wait for you to bring me back uh yes, that i know the toffee. toffee i know churro toffee making a, a list in them. my head i'll venmo you <laughs> okay <laughs> they're probably like so expensive too i'm like yeah, yeah actually uh, i was about to be like no it's fine i'm actually like wait actually it's disneyland <laughs> yeah so. for sure it's gonna be expensive <laughs> so expensive um but yeah so um like lisa said today on the show we have jordan orm so head to his youtube after you listen to this and go react with him he's so funny yeah it's and not it's just genuine like, you'll you'll see so genuine in this yeah he's so funny and relatable he's a christian we talk about that and he's just like um i just feel like a cool person to hang out with yeah so i hope that can happen i'm a proud supporter yes i'm I'm for everything he is about yes um so great let's shake it up with jordan orm 
So we are sitting here with Jordan Orm. Um, you are a professional music video editor and Very you professional. who edits videos for these artists. That's my favorite part of your video, actually. And so <laughs> Justin Bieber, G Easy, Lil Wayne, Tyga, Megan the Stallion, the Stallion, not the Stallion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found you through your YouTube channel where you react to um, music videos. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being on the podcast. Wow, I'm so happy to be here. This is so exciting. <laughs> wow, I, I could really feel it. Feel it I'm really excited. <laughs> Lisa wasn't going to allow it, but I was going to ask you where you got your master's in reacting. Oh, yeah. I got it from the school of let's just freaking do it. <laughs> See, that's, that's, the per- that's the perfect answer. Um, but how, if we go back in time to little Jordan. Um, Why and how did you start editing music videos? Did it start with music videos? Did it start with something else? Well, Jordan wasn't so little when he started music videos. I actually started music videos only like four years ago, maybe four or five years ago. Um, I was in college, I did film school. So I went to Azusa Pacific University down in LA and uh, went to film school there. And one day during the summer, I was like, I've never edited a music video before because in film school, you mostly just do narrative. Like if you're looking at TV shows or movies, something like that. And so I said, you know what, let's, let's freaking do a music video. That sounds so fun. Like I love music. I'm personally a musician. I like to play the drums and I was like, let's just give it a shot. So I got a couple friends together and um, I there's, I used to play football too. And there was a football guy that was on, used to be on my team and he was a, a rapper. So I was like, Hey bro guess what we should freaking make a music video for your song and for free and and he was like oh of course it's a free music video let's do it so I got a few of my buddies together I borrowed like a red camera um, from a friend who was like a cinematographer and we just went and freaking did it we just shot a music video I had no idea what I was doing and the reason I wanted to shoot the music video was to edit the music video because I had no idea how to edit a music video before and no one no one's just going to give me a music video say hey Jordan go edit this and like without any experience so I decided to go ahead and shoot it direct it do everything so I could ultimately sit at my computer and edit it because that's that's what I uh, enjoyed doing in film school the most out of anything else so we did it and it took me a long time to edit it, but eventually it happened and it was, it was awesome. And that was the first music video I ever did. And then from there, I was um, asking some alumni and being like, hey, uh, do you make music videos? Cause I've just made this one. If you like it, I would like to edit yours for really cheap. And then, and then it just snowballed from there. And, it, and uh, yeah, it's really cool. Really cool how the Lord used that. Mm-hmm. What a fancy first camera to use for. Uh, I know, right? I got really lucky. <laughs> You're like, I just borrowed a red camera. It's I'm fine. Like, oh, cool. So it's like colored red. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all she, it is. She, it's knows, she actually knows stuff. So she, <laughs> yes. she, yeah, she does things. Well, that was my biggest question is <laughs> she does things. Um, my my boyfriend's a DP. That's what he does full time. And then I, okay. I film weddings and edit them. So obviously weddings are, it's a whole other thing. But I wanted to know what it was like because when I first heard that you edited them what it's like not being able to shoot them and then edit them Mm -hmm. because you said that you shot one to begin with so Mm -hmm. is the goal to be able to shoot them or be a creative director on one or do you like just editing heck no I after I think 
two years ago, 2020, I was like, hey, you know what, Jordan? You could you could maybe direct some music videos. So I gave it a shot. I did like some low budget, but some low budget music videos. And they were I was like the biggest stress case at all. I hate yeah. set. I hate pre-production. Anything that has to do with that. I'm just I'm the worst person to be around. If you ask my fiance, Ashley, she's like, Jordan, you are not meant to, to direct and make music videos. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. It was fun. I was stressed out like beyond belief the whole time. So I am in my element if I just get to like wake up, go to the computer and create a music video pretty much out of raw footage. Like that's the the most magical part to me mm-hmm. and I'm most comfortable in that element. So yeah. no, that that's makes what sense. I like doing. And, and you like want to stay in that area. I don't know if there's like levels of like, you know, is it just that you get um, like bigger people or you get more jobs? Like what is what is the escalation? Yeah, I mean, it comes down to, I mean, whatever you want personally. So some people are like, hey, I just want to do music videos that are shot on film because it's artsy and cool. So I don't really care who the artist is as long as it's an artsy, cool music video. And some people are like, hey, I want to work with, you know, people that are on the radio. I want to work with the biggest artists in the world. And so that was kind of my goal at first was just to work with bigger artists. And then once I was able to do that, I started kind of reverting back to wanting to do more artsy stuff and like shoot things on 16 millimeter and and do all of those crazy weird music videos that the filmmaking community really respects. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I was kind of bouncing back and forth, but I realized that um, after starting my YouTube channel that I was like, shoot, music videos are great, but that you can only go so far with music videos and music videos are probably the lowest paying um area of filmmaking Mm -hmm. i guess genre of filmmaking it's it's um it's it's you know it's being funded by record labels and ultimately musicians who are you know their own struggling artists so you know the film the filmmakers who make the music videos just get the leftover so yeah you know it's it's fun and it's super great way to break into the filmmaking industry and i mean it's some of the most creative stuff you can ultimately make but um, yeah, eventually I was like, you know, I want to tell my own stories. And I want to be able to, to do something that's a little bit more free than music videos. So that's why I'm trying to get more into the YouTube space these days. Uh, which yeah. congratulations on 500,000 subscribers. Yeah, that's exciting. Do what? Okay, so you start this YouTube channel. Were you like, I'm doing this, I hope it becomes a job, but I'm doing it for fun? Or were you like, I'm just going to go for it and have fun? What, yeah. like, was 500K a goal of yours? Well, hopefully, we're going for a million this year. So once you get to 500K, to, yeah. it's going to be easy yeah. to get to that, I think. The, uh, bo- I the so. ball will roll more. It's well, been. <laughs> It's been slow growing recently, but we're we're gonna try to put the afterburners on. Well, year. now that you're on this podcast, it's, it's all up from all here. up from it's here. Over. Like all we're gonna get you made. there. Yeah, yeah. this you're, is my big break currently. YouTube right is, is gonna be your thing because of this podcast. <laughs> well, you know what? Like, so I'm sorry that we're already going this route. Um, Are we already talking so about the fact K-pop? that you we're already talking uh, about K-pop. React to K-pop videos. Um, I feel like that is the perfect niche space because it's full of girls like me who are like, (laughs) oh my gosh, BTS, who is this group? And then you're like, do, 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 BTS, literally anything BTS related. Okay. I've watched every video. Oh, here's a music video reactor 
doing BTS videos. Oh wait, what's Stray Kids? And then you get into Stray Kids, which hold on, I have. Oh my gosh, I have she brought show props. It's ridiculous. I'm, I didn't bring a prop, but I'm obsessed. You, you, my, no, my. <laughs> my you're covering me up with it. So this is just Jordan, me, and BTS <laughs> having an interview. Jimin, what do you have to say? Ew. RM is my bias. This is disgusting. Um, my husband RM's got this bias. for me for Christmas, and it's my favorite Christmas present. It was what, like fifteen dollars, and I started crying. Oh my god! He's what? like, I I know you so well. I'm like, yeah, no, you really do. Like, you love me so much, and he supports my addiction, which is a you problem. Know. <laughs> Yesterday, I was like, why don't we just move to Korea for a month? He's like, why not? I'm like, you're you're really like. You're like injecting me with um, a BTS type heroin when you oh say boy. things like that. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Are we keeping that in? Um, yeah, we'll keep that in. Um, before I forget, I have to tell you that I was rejected from Azusa Pacific. So you're already oh, doing no. better than I am. And, well, that's not really saying much, but <laughs> that's very fun. That's literally the one, the one college I got rejected from. Out of all the Christian colleges hey, I applied not. to, which is oh, funny. That's a Christian college. Yeah. You know what? It's because you're too good for them. You know, APU, they just Yeah, Jordan actually sucks. Right, they're, right, right. They're a step below. They're no, I thought below, it was so. I thought it was funny. Um, but then also, so when Lisa was telling me about you, very excited, pa- very passionate, tears glistening in her eyes. Um, I thought I'm like, okay, I need to learn more about K pop, which I don't mind BTS. I'm not like whatever she's got going on with it, um, but I'm not to that level. So I'm like, okay, I got to, you know, go and learn. And then I go on your channel and I go, oh, he reacts to other things too, like Taylor Swift. And so mm-hmm. I'm basic on the other end of the spectrum <laughs> and I love Taylor Swift. <laughs> so I'm even just this, like watching your videos is so fun and I, I had to, you know, we were podcasters, like we're entertainers. There's a part where it's like, is that real? Is that really, is that really oh, who yeah. Jordan is? Oh and yeah. So you getting out of your chair right now, I'm like, it affirms it. I am your it's number real. one supporter. <laughs> this is who you are. I'm going to keep watching your videos. Like that is so real. Like I love that I'm actually a part of like your for real reaction. Okay, but I have, I'm not finished I'm so with my sorry, sentence. I keep going. I would like to say, and you can't get mad because this was from Jordan. I'm going to turn and look at you. And I quote, he said, in, he's nervous too. Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do music video. He says, this is the best dance sequence I have ever seen. And that was coming off of the back of watching him react to BTS videos. (sighs) So what, what was recorded first, Taylor Swift or BTS? Well, the Look What You Made Me Do it, it was, was a more great it was, it was Taylor video. Swift first, I think. Taylor Swift was recorded first. So well, do you I still do, stand by it? I do still stand by that. As okay. far as just like a way that it's that is choreographer, like it was the way it the was way that shot. It's choreographed and yeah. the way that it's shot. Yeah. Crazy. No, like, I so I different. agree. I agree. I just wanted to say that to just like rub some dirt <laughs> in it for a second. You know what? But K pop K pop is something else. It's, it really is. It really is. It's a whole, I mean, it's K-pop. Like, it's a completely different <laughs> genre. It's not just pop music like Taylor Swift. Um, so it's its whole other thing. But one, one thing that you say in your videos now is, and my goal is to 
uh, edit a K-pop music video. So where mm-hmm. where did your obsession or love for K-pop or love for the videos themselves come in? I think, well, I the first time I saw K-pop ever was in 2018. I was in college and my roommate came up to me because he knew I was a film major and I was um, I hadn't even made a music video at that point. I was just starting to get into it a little bit. And um, I think I, I don't know if this is an accurate memory. You know how your memories kind of get fudged a little bit. But I think I was watching Look What You Made Me Do by Taylor Swift. And um, he came up to me as like, you think this is a good music video? You should watch this. Mm. And then he came and started showing me some like NCT, some EXO, some BTS. And I was like, what is going on? This is crazy. It's like a bunch of Michael Jackson's and Justin Bieber's all together in the same group. Just like the talent is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that was was incredibly wild. And at that point, we went for like a deep dive the entire summer on K-pop. And I think that was the same summer that I made my first music video. So K-pop mm-hmm. probably inspired me to start taking up music videos. Um, and then I and then I didn't even look at it for like two years after that. Yeah. But, um, and then I got back into it once I started the YouTube channel again. And uh, yeah, and now it's like, I don't really want, because I was watching the K-Ville Entertainment like top 100 charts like crazy that summer. So it basically just plays the top 100 most popular k-pop songs at the time and so you can watch like 100 music videos in 20 minutes super fast so i was like that is crazy i can learn so much and like just watching a really quick video watching a really quick video and um so yeah i don't really do that anymore it's not to that level because i almost see watching k-pop a little bit as a job because i do it on youtube and i try to keep myself a little more pure um when i'm reacting to them instead of um watching everything that comes out that's Mm k-pop one thing uh, i think that stood out to me something that i have a hard time with is like when you watch let's even say a look what you made me do which by the way is not my favorite taylor swift music video i think she's done a lot of really cool stuff but i think when you look at something even like a bts or other pop artists where it's like there's so much money backing it I have a hard time seeing the creativity for it. So not that there's not creativity in it, there absolutely is, but it's different than watching maybe like an indie artist or somebody that's going in and is actually telling a real story. And you're like, I am so involved in whatever this is because they don't have however much money they do to have you know these music videos so is that something you would ever want to do is react as like more indie artist or videos that aren't as well known or do you like to stick to ones that you maybe enjoy or the ones that are kind of on like the top of the charts yeah I think I mean I would love to react to more indie stuff and I think I totally agree with you it becomes a lot more impressive when you have less resources to work with and when mm-hmm. you're telling your stories and k-pop yeah has the most ridiculous budgets yeah. out of like anybody in the world and that's why their stuff is so spectacular and they get the best of the best to work on their stuff but um i think just honestly just full transparency number what numbers wise i would be really shocked if anybody was really watching some of the the indie yeah. stuff um so that's why i generally stick stick to the top charts because that's what that's what viewers want to see the most just because it's popular totally um, and uh i would love to try to get into more of a series where 
I'm showing stuff that's bad, that's not really great because everything I react to for the most part, I, I give positive reviews to. So every once in a while I'll be like, hey, I probably wouldn't have done that or I might've changed this a little bit. But um, yeah, I would love to just kind of flip the switch and be like, okay, this is an awful video. Whatever it is, it's just complete trash. Right. Let's roast it for a while. Like that could be a lot of fun too. Oh, that would yeah. be so fun. I would be curious like what kind of videos that would be. Yeah, because, me too. It's a tough one. Yeah, that is tough because if you're trying to think of like higher quality videos, when are they going to suck? Which, of course, it could happen. Um, yeah. What I've really appreciated is you've helped me really appreciate music videos in a way I never have before. I mean, I found oh. you going off of a, a K-pop um, full of full immersion experience and I'm like, oh, wait, I can actually watch these videos and see like these cuts or really appreciate like the good of it and uh, not just watch the music video. So now every time I watch a music video, which is probably just, you know, the 13 times I'm watching a Stray Kids music video in one day, the same one over and over again. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like that was really good. Or why am I so obsessed with this music video in particular? I'm like, oh, it's because they did this. And wow. you, and it's things that you've like pointed out. And um, yeah, it's just like totally hooked me. That's so cool. Wow. I love hearing that. It's not every day I get to talk with somebody who's seen my view, like seen my videos, because I'm literally chilling here in my room, yeah. watching a video, and then I upload it to YouTube, and then I just, you know, that's pretty much it. That's the full. It's the extent of the interaction. So it's so fun to talk, to talk and hear your perspective about. It. Oh, I can talk to you every day about it. <laughs> She'll be oh, calling you every day. Yeah. Let's go. What's up, everybody? We're Blair and Luke Fry. And you can tune in every Friday to our podcast. Catch up with the Fries. We met through a Bachelorette spinoff dating show called The Blairette. And now we're married, traveling the world together, and sharing our journey along the way. Luke is a travel nurse by day, musician by night. And Blair is a full-time content creator. So right now, we're super blessed to both do what we love and see the world while we do it. Every Friday, you can catch up with us as we share our latest travel adventures, have real and raw conversations with one another, share more about our faith, and just have fun. Our goal is to put a smile on your face and help kickstart your weekend. So if you need a little pick-me-up with your new favorite weirdos, head to the link in today's episode show notes, and you can catch up with, with the fries. So one thing I feel like, so you said... Four years ago, you started editing a music video, but now you're like editing music videos for like super big time people. So what is that gap? Because for somebody listening, mm -hmm. it's like, well, how can they get to that point? Or what was that big break? Like what, what was the first time? Like, are you part of some sort of like network where they send out things and then you like bid for that project? Or what does that look like? Yeah, I think, I mean, the music video community is fairly small, especially in L.A., um, so everybody kind of knows everybody once you sort of step foot into that. But to step foot into that, um, what I ended up doing is, like I said, um, there's a few alumni who were making music videos, so I had created one music video. I was like, okay, look, I have something to show for. And then I said, hey, I would love to edit your music video for free. And so I went out and I edited another music video for free. And then the next one, I was like, hey, can I edit this for like 150 bucks, like super cheap. And then so I was getting uh, a few different music videos that were pretty high quality that um, these alumni were making. And um, 
able to, I mean, they liked my work enough that I was able to keep editing for them. So um, after learning the craft and really just trying to hone my skills and working for really cheap and free, I was able to create a reel out of that. And so over like one Christmas break, instead of, you know, hanging out with my family the whole time, which I did, you know, it's very important <laughs> to hang out with your family. But I was, uh, uh, I created a reel and um, ended up sending that out to a few different directors. And I was actually uh, about to graduate. I was looking for jobs. I was like, I need any kind of job to survive so I don't have to move uh, back home. And I'm originally from Wisconsin and I was in LA at the time. So the whole goal was, hey, I need to stay in LA and not have to move back home. And so I was looking at jobs and I saw this job posting for a music video editor from this director named Arad. And I was like, wait a second, I know that name. And so I had been following him on Instagram for like a couple years at that point. And I literally just sent him a DM and I was like, hey, bro, here's my reel. Um, I want to work for you for this and this and this reason. Um, I didn't even fill out the job posting because he's not going to he's going to look through a bajillion job postings. And I think like DMing him is going to stand out a little bit. So I did that and he just replied and he was like, cool. And I was like, well, yeah, you know what? What did I expect? Like, he's this big shot director. Um, and he didn't, he like replied and that's all he said for like a couple months. And then like two or three months later, he replied and he was like, hey, um, do you want, we're looking for a young editor. I liked your reel. Do you want to come down to the office? And so I like hopped in my car, like booked it down to an office in LA and uh, said, hello. We shook hands. He asked me how old I was, a few other random questions, and I ended up um, assistant editing for him for a couple of pretty big music videos. I think the first one was um, Shinsia and a Taiga music video. So he was directing like Chris Brown music videos, Taiga music videos, stuff like that. And then after a while, um, he was like, hey, Jordan, do you want to try to edit this one? And I remember staying up to like 4 a.m. like trying to make that video perfect because I was like, this is my one shot to edit a music video. Um, and so I did that and he liked it enough where he didn't fire me. And so I was able to kind of get my foot in the door there a little bit and uh, edit some bigger music videos. And then once I had my name on the credits for a couple big music videos, like everybody was like, oh, here's a new editor in the music video space. We will ask him to edit stuff. And that was pretty much it. Dang. The world opens up for people that DM. That's like mm -hmm. from interviewing people. It's the like power of the DM, the bro. DM or an email. It's like you actually don't know when you're going to get maybe not even a big break. Like sometimes it's more gradual for people, yes. but you do not know when that one person is going to respond to you. And it's like th the thing we always tell people is where are you going to be if they say no? You're just going to be right where you are right now. So why yep. not just ask them? So why the frick not just go for it? I mean, yeah, it's I mean, that's so cool, though. So now your day to day is you work for do you still work for? this guy or do you work for like other companies or how does that work to like is it more freelancing like do you kind of have to wait on people or what is that yeah so I do a lot I'm just a freelance editor now um I'm working on creating a lot of different other companies too at the time um I'm not I haven't worked with the rod in like a year and a half or so mm -hmm. so his, we worked together for like a year or two and then um uh we kind of separated ways just because I've been working on I just had different aspirations than editing the same music video over and over again yeah um which is great and it was a great place to start um but right now I'm working on um creating some editing courses I launched cool. a course last um 
fall. And so I'll be launching that again this spring. So I'm really, really excited about that. It was awesome. And it's basically teaching people to go from like knowing nothing about editing to becoming a freelance editor. And you can make some really, really good money being a freelance editor because oh, yeah. no, there's a lot of people that just don't like to edit and they're willing to pay ridiculous amounts Heck yeah. for that. So especially um, weddings, especially always weddings, always looking for editors. For yes. <laughs> so like the thing is, I'm like, guys, you if you want to like break into if you want to have a creative job, like be an editor. It's like totally. such a it's such a great, great gig. So yeah, that's that's what the course is all about. And um, so that's been great. And then I've been focusing on YouTube a lot more and I've been focusing a lot more, at least freelance work wise. I've been focused on doing more commercials because that's sort of a gap in my reel. And commercials end up paying a lot better than music videos and music videos are super fun. I love them. I'll, I'll still continue to do them, but um, I'm trying to break more into uh, commercial spaces with my personal editing. Mm -hmm. One awesome. thing that we were talking about that we were curious of is, um, so it's, it's so funny. Um, my Christian spidey senses were tingling when I first started watching your videos. Yes. Our, Our like, Jesus tingles. Something, ew. <laughs> not. I just, I didn't workshop it in my head before I said it, but I'm going to stand Obviously. by it strongly. Tay, not changing. Tay, hold that for future reference. Put that on a shirt. Um, <laughs> Jesus tingles. People would be like, that is inappropriate. <laughs> um, so my spidey senses were tingling. And um, I'm like, gosh, something about this guy. Like, I think he's a Christian, but you never know. And then I saw another one of your music videos that said um, Christian music video editor reacts. So I was curious, like, was that just something that you were doing like for a short time to see like how views were going to do with like a Christian music? Cause you didn't like go into like, Oh my gosh, this is so like awful. Or, you know, you don't like deep dive into Christianity or anything like that. But I'm curious, like how does your faith play into your job and then like the YouTube space? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I mean, I think the, the whole purpose of life is, you know, to bring glory to God. So whatever it is that I'm doing, that's what I want to be reflecting all of the, the credit towards. And um, I really want people to, when they're watching my YouTube videos, to literally feel the love of Jesus through the screen. So like you said, your spidey senses were tingling. That's the goal. I was, that's very, very exciting to me because um, there's just, I don't know, there is, there's just like a vibe and aura that you get when you're around a believer. And um, that is kind of what I wanted to portray through the screen. And I just want people to know that they're loved, that they're important. There's so many negative forces and darkness in the world. And just to be able to go on YouTube and watch something that's positive, that's encouraging, that'll leave you feeling good after um, is just the, the overall goal. And um, yeah, for that particular video, I think it was a Lil Nas X video. And he was, um, I think it was the one where he like, pole dances to hell yeah, and um, that's a, that's does a, a lap dance on the devil no jesus so, tingles there no jesus, no jesus tingles no. there so i thought i don't know I, th I literally remember that morning i was trying to decide what to react to and i was praying about it and um because anytime i do an american music video it's a little bit of a risk because most of my audience is uh, k-pop fans so lots of times if i do an american music video they won't really watch it they'll be like yeah i don't i don't really want to watch that because it's not k-pop um but so I was praying about like, should I do this American music video or K-pop music video? And the Lord was like, bro, why are you doing what you're doing? You're doing it to, to bring glory to me. So go ahead and do that. And so um, 
so I did the the Lil Nas X video and um yeah I mean the the title was like complete clickbait it's like this is a <laughs> a video of somebody pole dancing to the um to, to hell so like how's a how's a christian gonna react to that so that's i mean it's just it's it's pure human curiosity mm -hmm. and so um i did that and i just wanted to share my perspective because um lots of christians were just like completely hating on the video and be like this is the worst thing i've ever seen just spreading a lot of hate and judgment which is not what we're called to do as, as all at all as believers so um yeah i just wanted to share my perspective on that yeah i mean we run into this too being in the podcast space of like being we don't want to be too christian you know by yeah. where we're having like pastors on and stuff not that we wouldn't but not that that's like our right. own thing not only that not only that and then we don't want to be too lifestyle and we don't really fit in in that crowd because honestly we're not like vulgar and we don't like use a lot of bad language and we're not talking yeah. about a lot of worldly things for a lack of right. a better word. And and so I think it is really cool to see people on YouTube and it is really awesome to see somebody who it, it is edifying, like how you mm -hmm. talk, you're not like even the reason I could tell was because you weren't using language like you would believe yeah. yourself. And, you know, that's something <laughs> that you typically see in the Christian community. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I think. I think I'm feeling that as well. Yeah. Um, and, and a question that came to mind with that is, are there videos that you wouldn't edit if that you felt like they went against what you believed in? Or have you ran into that in the past? Absolutely. So probably it was interesting. That first video that I did with Arad was probably the most raunchy video <laughs> that I've ever done. And so uh, it was, and it never got released ever. So no one's ever seen it. Uh, it actually got shelved, but it, it was one of my favorite edits for a while. Um, but it was, who, who was the artist? Um, it was Rich the Kid and Roddy Rich. So they were, and it was basically the whole video was they just like pull up to this house and then it's just like at night and it's just filled with like ridiculous amounts of cocaine and just like <laughs> girls with money guns just going on, going nice. crazy. Like that was pretty much the, the video concept. And I was like struggling for a little, I mean, I actually took that one. I had no idea what the video was about. So okay. I just said, hey, yeah, I'll do it. Um, and then I was in the middle of the video editing. And I was like, shoot, should I like say I can't do it and just mm -hmm. give it up? Um, but I ended up not doing it. I don't know what the the right thing to do was. I, in in my head at that point, I was, I was justifying it because there wasn't any explicit... Um, like nudity or anything like that that's kind of where i started drawing the line a little bit more if it's if it starts to get um a little more objective like too objectifying of women or if it gets a little more um uh too nude so like if there's like mm -hmm. a, literally a strip club scene and that's like the whole video like i'll for sure say no to that like i'm not going to do like a whole strip club video but you did the um, WAP I, music video the WAP music video yeah right? <laughs> you did that one after. that's my boy Vinny. Vinny did that <laughs> I mean, crazy uh, video, so creative, crazy video. but like, holy cow. Anyway, yeah. continue. A little, a little crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would probably say no to that one. That's kind of where probably, I yeah. Um, but that one, yeah, that one was just there's just a lot of drug use, and in my head, I was really learning. It was really interesting. I was learning that um, just about the hip hop community and the fact that the reason they do that is because that's kind of what they've grown up with their whole lives. They've grown up in like just awful neighborhoods, you know, drugs all over the place. And then once they get out of that, like once they make it as a rapper, 
all they want to do is like flex on that and be like, Hey, I've made it. I have all these, like, I have these cars now. Like I don't have to live in this anymore, but this is where I've come from. So, um, I'm just like celebrating the fact that I've made it out of this bad situation. And so that's kind of like how I viewed that video. And that's actually a pretty positive message, but, but like surface level, it's a little bit more questionable. Um, but so that's what I, I try to look at, like, what's the deeper message of this video and does that align with my values? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, we run into that a lot as mm -hmm. well. It's like, are we gonna, if we have somebody on, we need to accept them for who they are and not maybe cut some things that they say if we disagree with it, but we need to make sure and say we disagree with that, but like it'll still be on the show or, hey, actually, yeah. I don't know if we're going to release this episode at all because it was not what we thought it was going to be, you know, and that is totally. a really tricky thing. But like you said, it's like we are solely on this earth to serve and like bring glory to God and and it's really easy to justify things that don't do that, especially when you're in this space and you're kind of just like grasping at straws, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But I, I really, really admire that and respect that. So it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a tough, a tough thing. And I think what I tell a lot of young editors that are um, in the same situation is just make sure you have a line and stick to it. So whatever your line is, just make one and put it in your head. And uh, if it ever crosses it, say no. And then you'll always have a, a benchmark to measure, measure what you're gonna accept off of. Yeah. Did you know by subscribing to our podcast, you will get immediate access to our episodes every Tuesday? It'll give you a notification so you don't even have to think about it. You can turn on these notifications on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. While you are at it, rating and reviewing the show takes less than a few seconds. It bumps us up on iTunes and gives us a shot to grow our community. It means the world and we read every single review. If you're listening to the show and you love hearing our voices every single week, we would love to hear what you think. Whether it's your favorite episode, what you want to hear from us or maybe some stuff we need to work on we are super open to it and we would just love to hear what you guys have to say and while you're at it dm us hang out with us on instagram and join our secret facebook group the salt and pepper podcast insiders we love to talk to you guys we love to hear your thoughts and honestly we love to see it when you share our episodes thanks so much and let's get back to the show Moving to LA from Wisconsin, what was that transition like? I mean, you went to a Christian college. Um, mm -hmm. Was it like easy to stick to your faith, or were you moving out for the first time and it was it was hard to like connect to a church, or were you wanting to like live that free life but like go to a Christian college like me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, I think it was pretty easy for me. I know I had a lot of good influences when I was in high school. And I remember distinctly them saying, like giving some statistics about people who go to college and what percentage of them, what percentage of them stick with the faith and then don't. And the, the difference between the people that do and the people that don't is how fast they get plugged into a church mm -hmm. once they move. Yeah. And so if you can get plugged into a church within like two weeks of moving, like you're going to be chilling, like you're going to be fine. But if you don't, you like, there's a high chance you're going to walk away or do something that, you know, might not be the most edifying. Um, <laughs> so, so I had that in mind when I moved and obviously it's a Christian college too, which makes it way, way easier. And I was going out to play football. I was, uh, I was a kicker. So I, um, was getting recruited by a bunch of different colleges ended up going to APU because it was the <laughs> only place in the entire country that had football 
and a film program and was a Christian school. I was like, frick, that's like all the things I'm looking for. And I didn't do any filmmaking in high school. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that, but APU sounded like a great place. And I'm originally from Hawaii. I lived there. I was born there. I lived there until I was 10. Then I moved to Wisconsin. And so I really wanted to go to a warm place because like, that's what I was used to as a child. And um, Wisconsin is just you know, it's winter for nine months. That's a like, random That's move. I know, Hawaii to Wisconsin. Place. I know, it is a random move. Yeah. It is. But my extended family is kind of in Wisconsin in that Midwest yeah. area. Yeah. So That's I made awesome. a baby. My parents left That's when they got in married the and ended up moving back. What part of Hawaii? <laughs> you, just, uh, you just top in, him. You're like, oh, yeah, well, oh, yeah. I made yeah. a baby. <laughs> YWAM headquarters. YWAM, yeah. My dad actually was a CPA for YWAM. So. Oh, no cool. way. Yeah, um, okay, well, before little, we go, tell everybody where they can go react with you. React to you reacting. React to you reacting to other people. Oh, where can they go? Yeah. <laughs> they can go to Jordan Orm on YouTube and... You can follow me on Instagram at Jordan underscore Orm. And, you know, if you find the other channels, that's cool, too. <laughs> Great. Well, I'll link everything below. Thank you so much. This was beyond fun. So fun. I'm so happy, guys. This is awesome. Yeah, I just got connected with, um, so when I moved out to APU, I got plugged right into the football team. And that was just a great place to have friends and have um, mm. resources of like what churches you should go to or um, something like that. So that's that's what made it pretty easy for me as far as getting plugged in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I was going to say I was talking to Lisa about this, but I would love to hear your thoughts and also advice on, I mean, I think women in this space, our, our audience is primarily women. I mean, there's some guys out there, but, uh, you know, I think that in this space, like the editing and the DP space, like there's just really not that many women. A lot of times I think women either want to be in front of the camera, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but there's not a lot going behind. And I was telling her that, you know, there are scholarships that literally are like, if you're a woman, I'll give you 10 grand. And to me, I don't like that because I'm like, I want your 10 grand based off of my skill and what I can provide. But I also think it's really cool to be inviting and be like, yes, women need to come into this space and learn how to edit and do these things. First, I would love to know if you disagree with me because you're, you're, you know, you're thinking I about something. Thinking. I don't, I don't. Um, I've just no, never really thought about this before. So yeah. It's well, it's just something, but my boyfriend Arturo goes, Hey, like there's a scholarship, you know, like it's $10,000. There's literally like nobody in Southern Oregon who's an editor other than me. And he's like, you should apply for it. And of course I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. I'd be like, yes, I, yes. <laughs> mostly because I believe that we should all be based off of what we produce. Um, but I, I think it's really, really hard for women to break into a lot of industries because they are primarily, they primarily have men in them, which again, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're like one of many, it is really daunting because you feel like you want to prove yourself. Um, but I would just love to hear your thoughts on that. And then also advice for people that are coming into this space that do feel really overwhelmed, whether they're a man or a woman that are like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to edit. I didn't go to school. I want to edit music videos. 
Absolutely. Okay. That's, this is loaded. Yeah. This is, this is, I don't know. No, and feel free know. to say whatever you, you're thinking. I honestly don't know what I think um, about that because it's, it's a tough, it's a tough uh, controversial topic. I think you, you should definitely value people on what they produce. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's the most honorable way to do it probably yeah. instead of, and it, and I, I totally understand like when you're feeling like you're getting a handout, like that obviously doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. That feels like you're, um, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like you're getting a little extra push when you didn't really need it. Like kind of because, pacified. Like, here you go. Yeah. Here you yeah, can exactly, this, you can exactly. take it. I totally agree with that. Um, and I don't know. I Honestly, I'm, I'm personally curious on why there's not as many women. I think maybe it's just, you know, the, the job of choice. Yeah. Um, but personally, I have seen a little bit of sexism in the workplace when it comes to just women in post-production and filmmaking since it's such already a male dominated space um sometimes workplace like tensions or relationships get a little bit weird mm -hmm. once you're hiring women and so that's why like personally if i was going to hire an assistant i probably would prefer to hire a guy than a woman than a woman because um well, number one, I'm in a really, I'm in a relationship. I have a fiance. So if I'm working with a woman every, like I'm spending more time with her as my assistant and as opposed to uh, my fiance, like that just relationally, that gets a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. um, and I end up treating, like, I would love to work with somebody that I could be super hard on. And I feel like, I don't know what it is. This is just probably a stereotype, but. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah I don't know it's I feel harder. like yeah it's harder for me to be super um harsh with a woman yep. that I'm working with so like that's the we those are like just things that I've noticed after graduating because I've seen it I was like this is like whole women are like being oppressed in the workplace like I don't really understand it and I feel like there's just not as many that are interested in doing it which may there might be some truth to that but I'm also seeing and noticing as I'm kind of on the other side of that I mean like okay who do I want to hire who do I want to hire to to do something and like that is something that I think about. And so I'm, I'm starting to understand um, some of the reasons. And then that does not mean by any means that it's OK or justified. Mm -hmm. But that's just the reality. I think that some people are thinking about when hiring somebody. Totally. Yeah. And I don't think it has to do with being oppressed like in that way. I feel like we are welcome. But one thing I have to which I would say that we both are pretty strong individuals. We say what we're thinking even in front of guys. Totally. But, oh, yeah, you know, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was telling Arturo, my boyfriend is a lot of times I'll come and I'll help him on set. And I have to tell him like even as me and I'm I'm confident being there, I have to coach myself and sometimes go to the bathroom and be like, say what you're thinking. If you have an idea, say it. It doesn't ma matter that there's a room full of older yeah, men. That's good. Go in and be strong because even I will go, no, that's stupid. I shouldn't say that. And that's not because I feel like they're being sexist because then they end up going, we love Olivia. Like she always says what she's thinking, but yeah. it's, it is intimidating when you're yeah. dealing with that. And so I think again, with this audience being primarily women, it's like, I want to encourage women to be like, whatever you want to do, even if there's not a lot of women in that space, there's room Absolutely. and there's growth in so many absolutely. ways yeah mm -hmm. absolutely and i think it comes down to like you're saying that you know suppressing some of those anxieties that you have and some of those natural inclinations to want to you know be quiet be like hey that was a stupid idea but i think yeah if you're able to really push through and um really show who you are and and how, why you, and demand respect in that space you'll get that respect oh totally and so um yeah I'd, i would love to encourage all the women listening like just 
be yourself and demand respect because you'll earn it. Like, don't be afraid to do that at all. Yeah. I think um, one thing that I've really been learning <clears throat> is um, I've been reading this really great book and it's about like women in the Bible. Um, Heck yeah. And it's, <clears throat> sorry. Um, actually, it's not. There we go. Um, it's about women in the Bible. And honestly, I'm a little like, meh. I'm not oppressed. Like, why will this like help me in any way? And I'm one page in and I'm bawling. (laughs) I'm like, holy moly. Like the Holy Spirit was totally just like, here's everything that's really happened. Like as you, I grew up in a really conservative church. Um, but women were like still highly respected. So I thought, and I still think so, but to an extent of, I also thought, oh, women just can't do certain things because they're women. Um, which I still, you know, there are still a few things that I, I hold true that I think are biblical, but then there's other things that I'm like, it's like my, the veil has been torn. Like my eyes have been open and I'm really seeing like, Oh, my, my husband has a, we started a church here in Southern Oregon. And so now when I communicate with some men, um, I'm noticing like, oh, I can tell that they are looking at me in the lens of trying to be biblical, but to a point where they think they're like above me and they are, they think they're able to talk down to me. And that's a conversation I've really been having with my husband because I know he respects me and he like really respects women and women in the workplace and it's been a really interesting conversation and I think ultimately like hearing you guys talk it just really reminds me that um like women when they talk to each other I feel like there's no filter really needed and when men talk to each other there's no filter needed but when men and women talk um they're, they hear and say differently. So it's like there's this really cheesy premarital video that um, we listen to or that we watched Is and that we have people watch. Yeah. yeah. It's um, uh, women have pink headphones and pink microphones and then men have blue headphones <laughs> and pink so, blue microphones it's like so the dumb most christian at its it finest. is so christian and i think but it's it like tim sense, keller though. or something it who is. did yeah, it too it's so thing. good um and it's so dumb but <gasps> when me and my husband are having conversations i'm like so your tone just changed and i know you're not trying to hurt my feelings but you need to put on your pink uh, <laughs> your, your pink, put your on pink your pink microphone. microphone and talk to me with your pink microphone because um, you're being kind of harsh and I I I know it's not a bad thing for me to be a woman and I know it's not bad for me to have emotions and um, feelings but right now I'm I'm sensitive to what you're saying because so I just feel like that's something I've really been learning as far as the workplace and even the church, I feel like has a big role in that and having to shed like our idea of what women can do. I think even just in the church, like women aren't seen as super capable and we have to encourage women in that. And unfortunately, I think the world is doing that way better than like Christians Oh yeah, in general. Oh Yeah. I totally agree with that. 
I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, the last thing we can say on that is also just respecting the environment that you're in as well. And Mm -hmm. if your boss is a man, like, I'm not saying like dull your sparkle like be as shiny as you want but if you maybe want to go in stronger be as strong like sometimes when you talk to certain men you have to be like listen to what I'm saying I'm going to be as strong with you as this other guy was Mm -hmm. and then sometimes when you work with females or maybe you're above another female and you're their boss it's like yeah maybe the tone needs to change so I think it's just like being self-aware and respecting where you're at but like you said demanding respect in a very respectful way you know yes yes anyway I don't even know how we got on that but um we went there um (laughs) I what one thing I loved that you did was you always credit the directors and you always credit the people behind the scenes even in all of Taylor Swift's videos because obviously that's why her videos look like that it's not because of her um not that she doesn't have a part to play in that of course um but I would love for you to talk on like the importance of always of always like crediting crediting people and always being like this is who is behind the lens and these are the people doing it and that's why I think your videos are so cool because you're not just like reacting to face value things you're like reacting to what's going on behind because you know Mm -hmm. what it's like behind the camera yeah absolutely I think when you've come from yeah being behind the camera you understand the amount of hours and the effort and the, the blood sweat and tears that have gone in to get these professionals to where they are and performing at such a high level. So I think they ultimately, absolutely, like whoever is doing whatever they're doing, they deserve the credit. So the artist is obviously doing a lot. They're a creative head sometimes and they're performing, they're looking beautiful and amazing. Like that takes a lot of effort actually, yes, believe it, it or not. And um, I mean, not for yeah, us, and, but for them. I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure. Flawless. No effort needed. No beauty filter here. No beauty filter. Yeah. No filter. Um, <laughs> ew. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think whoever is doing that job and putting that amount of effort in should deserve the credit. I think it's it just goes without saying. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there any K-pop things you would like to speak about before we end? Well, today? yeah. So okay. um, I'm wondering, because now you're my connection into the K-pop world. Um, oh, what is it that I have to do? I um, I have a no- I have another show and tell. Oh Give me Let's go. Come on. Yesterday. There's a notebook. Oh, two days ago. So I started. I'm... I'm, I know, I write things down, you're new age, whatever. New age. <laughs> new age. Yeah, I'm super new age. <laughs> I started learning Korean. Oh my gosh. You did not. I did. She's in so deep. It's, oh my gosh. I'm in so freaking when deep. When she becomes obsessed with something, oh. she's going to have tattoos now in Korean, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, so you're well, in so deep. I'm not, I'm not the tattoo type, but anything equivalent to tattoos, yes, I will... Um, it is now my life, and my husband knows that. <laughs> she wants um, to be your translator, is what she's getting. Yeah. At do I right need to now. be your translator? Because I'm, I'm getting close. Yeah, let's do it. Let's make it happen. I know how to say um, tofu. Say it. How do you say tofu? Um, bapo. Oh. I don't Babble. know. Are you going to use that at any point? Probably. I eat tofu. Okay. Anyways, I know, I know nothing in Korean other than hello. I think. Perfect. So, um, Hello, I will be your translator. Just give me, Perfect. give me a little time. Um, okay. So I'm actually full Romanian. And at this point we're getting close to, you know, Koreans close to my Romanian. <laughs> Come on. There you go. Nice. 
<laughs> I need to learn more Romanian. That's so disrespectful to my own culture. <laughs> um, okay, one thing. We have to talk about Decita. Is, Decita, yeah. Oh my gosh. Is that not, am I biased? Is that not one of the most amazing music videos? Because it's not a ton of dance. It's such a different K-pop. Is that the one you showed me with like the uh-huh he, he had his friend okay yeah yeah, yeah he had a okay. sword which he learned literally how to do sword stuff for do like days Correct. it's i i have so much respect for sugar he is just some other type of producer and he i think he directed his own music video too um so i just want to know your thoughts i loved everything that you and your friends the commentary that you guys were doing it's it's unlike anything that i've seen before it's like i'm watching a movie every time i watch it oh yeah oh yeah that was for sure probably one of the best music videos of that year if not still one of the best music videos it's so it's the world building that that was created like the amount you're like you said it's like a movie you step into it and you're like okay i'm actually there and the song itself i think see so here's one thing that i like to say about music videos the song is probably like 80% of the experience. Mm. So if the song is trash, you're going to hate the music video. And the song is really freaking good. Oh, so I think because- I think that's one of the biggest things about it. I'm like, this is sugar. Like, this is yeah. actually what is it? August D. I don't know how to really say yeah. his like rapper name. This yeah. is like who. So when I see him like on BTS, I like have to laugh because <laughs> I'm like, you didn't even sign up for this. Like you poor guy. Like you just go with it because you like need to. And I'm sure yeah. you enjoy it to like a nth degree but when I watch it it like makes me so happy for him and to see him like I'm like oh you're like cutting off heads and doing all these things (laughs) like that's who you are (laughs) yeah bro it's such a flex it's just such a flex the whole music video is absolutely ridiculous I mean I haven't seen it in in a while in a minute but all I remember is like like the world building cinematic masterpiece like you're you feel like you're there the the um the song is freaking good like he just goes off Mm -hmm. and it's just like such a flex and and the storytelling within it is really really good too um i think that's that's a big thing you have you have two kings you have like a peasant and a king and then the you know obviously you always root for the underdog so the underdog ultimately overtakes the king Mm -hmm. like that's like it's a great story that you can tell in three minutes that everyone's gonna love so which something about your music videos is really interesting is you know things about the background that i never would have caught on to and i don't you do you do research before oh yeah lots of research yeah i'm not a magic man i'm like what (laughs) in the world like how did you catch on to that so quickly <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the yeah. scene in Look What You Made Me Do when her reflection is different in the mirror. I've seen that so yeah. many times and I've never noticed that. I actually didn't find that. I actually found that one myself. I was just like yeah. frame by framing through the music video. That's I was like, so wait cool. a second. Are you serious? This yeah, is crazy. So cool. It does not match. Yeah. What is, yeah. this will be my last question. Okay. What is your favorite music video, either that you've watched or edited? <laughs> I hate this question <laughs> so like when much. Someone asks you your favorite favorite movie, and you're like, I don't know. Depends yeah, on the day. it's so hard. You can you can top three. Oh my! And even that is too hard. <laughs> He's gonna pass. They're just it. so different. They're so different. It's they're really hard to compare. Mm-hmm. And like I said, um, the song usually contributes to a lot of what music video you like. 
a big, big giant percentage of it. Um, honestly, look what you made me do is probably one of my favorite music videos. And that's, I mean, yeah, I mean, music videos now, it sounds sad, but they're kind of tainted for me because I react to them like kind of for mm-hmm. a job a little mm-hmm. bit. So I don't really watch them like for fun anymore, which sounds super sad. But um, when I was watching them for fun, look what you made me do. I was like, Frick, this thing is like next level. There's, there's yeah. like no, it's like, like the movie. videos are, so, yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. The production quality is ridiculous. Yeah. Do you like the, blank space? Yes, blank space one. is right up there. Yeah, it's yeah. like they're the same. Yeah. It's just it's Joseph Kahn being Joseph Kahn. Being yeah, a boss. he's amazing. He's so good. He's so talented at what he does. It's incredible. Um, so those are probably my favorite. Honestly, Deshita, one of my favorite K-pop videos for sure. One for good answers. Um, I know. He's just doing a, this to gratify our pleasures. Yes. No, I'm serious. I am absolutely <laughs> serious. Um, what else? Um, well, I want to know your favorite music video to you that you've edited. That I've edited? Oh, probably my favorite one is it's one of those artsy ones that no one's ever seen because mm-hmm. um, it's a uh, called Kelly Holiday. It's by Kelly Holiday. I don't remember the title of the song, <laughs> um, but it uh, it was shot on film. It was one of the first music videos I was able to edit that was shot on sixteen millimeter. And it won a bunch of awards. It got like my a first like Vimeo staff pick, which if you're a wow. filmmaker, you like Vimeo a lot. And, uh-huh. they, you know, they pick the best videos and wow. stuff. Um, so I was very, very excited about that. And I've had lots of filmmakers and editors be like, oh, dude, you edited Kelly Holiday. I saw that on staff picks and stuff. I was that's like, awesome. no way. That's cool that you've seen that. Um, so that's probably one of my favorites. But like no one's really seen it. It's probably like. 50,000 people mm-hmm. but that's, that's so still cool awesome, though I'm that's still like so, per- yeah. I'm like personally proud of it just yeah, because yeah. it was it was a it was a fun experience yeah well I mean I think that's what matters most like oh, something yeah. that you yourself you're yeah. proud of yeah 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 yeah. so yeah there, there's so many others that have just gotten hundreds of millions of views but I'm just like I don't really like that video that much yeah <laughs> but obviously people like the song so they'll watch it over and over so mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. my last question before our silver lining. Um, somebody who's listening, who's going, mm-hmm. I want to be an editor. I have a computer. Yes. What is their next step? Next step is get any software. Doesn't doesn't freaking okay. matter. They got Premiere. Okay. The software doesn't matter. Okay, okay, they got Premiere. Go get your iPhone. Pick up your iPhone and go make something. Or maybe go try to make some TikToks or something. TikToks yeah. are great because they're really easy. You can like mm-hmm. hop on a trend. You can kind of learn how you as you go, and um, just start editing and start editing with your computer. Um, try to figure out how to tell a story. Honestly, the biggest thing is just to start doing it. And yep. if you don't know how to do something, then start googling it, YouTubing it, and start you can literally learn life. for free that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but shameless plug. Another great way to learn pretty much as fast as you can is to join the editing formula, which is my course that's coming out. Um, And that will teach you to go from nothing. You have a computer Mm -hmm. to being a professional freelance editor. And I kind of condense all the information that you need to know. So you're not spending months and months YouTubing stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's just super, super easy to learn. And you'll do a lot of example music videos. You'll um, well, you'll do an example video. For example, a music video, you'll edit a music video, you'll edit a commercial, and you'll be able to uh, really understand the systems and processes that professionals use to get the results that they get. That's awesome. Um, When is that coming out? That's coming out early April. Okay. And it'll be released periodically. So it'll be awesome. Yeah. Um, 
and but you can also do it for free so yeah if you're like you know what i don't have any money that's fine you can still do it you, if you have a phone anything that has a camera on it mm-hmm. you can start editing awesome yeah. Um, well, we always like to ask our guests what their silver lining is. So something good that came from something bad or challenging in any time frame. Is there anything that comes to mind? Oh, yeah. So this is funny because it's the story of how the YouTube channel got started. So I was never going to ever make a YouTube channel ever because it's hard. It takes a lot of freaking work and usually will make videos for a couple of years before anybody watches them. And um, so I was like, yeah, I'm never going to make a YouTube channel, but I always kind of wanted to. Um, But uh, I had a a buddy of mine who's like, Jordan, you need to make a YouTube channel. You need to like say, hey, uh, I edited for Justin Bieber. This is how I edited his video and like make a video about it. I was like, "Okay, yeah, maybe I'll do it. And I never really did it um, until the pandemic happened and everybody was staying at home and I didn't have any jobs because all the productions were shut down. And so I was like, well, I'm bored. Let's make a YouTube video. (laughs) And uh, so, yeah, through not being able to make any money, being scared, you know, everything going on with the Rony Rona, um, uh, we started the YouTube channel and I made like 10 videos, not very many people watched it. And then uh, I was just breaking down how I edited my own personal music videos. And then I was like, wait, why don't I break down how to edit other people's music videos? And then we did uh, a K-pop video, Itsy Wannabe. And then we did Look What You Made Me Do. And Look What You Made Me Do did really well. And then here we go. We got a YouTube channel now all of a sudden. So look at the Lord using um, the pandemic to, you know, make something really beautiful out of it. So I was really cool. Yeah. I made a baby. That's That's way better than a YouTube channel. That's a freaking life. You that just you so just top cool. him. You're like, oh yeah, just, well, I made a oh baby. yeah, made a well, baby. oh yeah, well, <laughs> you have 500 <laughs> subscribers. I have two boys. <laughs> Ayo. That's um, so cool. Okay, well, before we go, tell everybody where they can go react with you. React to you reacting. React to you reacting to other people. Oh, where can they go? Yeah, <laughs> they can go to Jordan Orm on YouTube, and. You can follow me on Instagram at Jordan underscore Orm. And, you know, if you find the other channels, that's cool too. (laughs) Great. Well, I'll link everything below. Thank you so much. This was beyond fun. So fun. I'm so happy, guys. This is awesome. All right, Shakers, thank you so much for listening. We had so much fun with Jordan. If you want to go react to him reacting, which we all know you do, Head to the show notes below, or you can find him on YouTube at Jordan Orm, and you can also find him on Instagram. Um, We obviously had the best time with him, so make sure to check him out. Um, You can also follow us at the Salt Pepper Podcast, and us personally at Olivia Crin and at It's Lisa Brosser. You can also join our secret Facebook group, the Salt Pepper Podcast Insiders. I think that's it. So we'll shake it up with you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the SaltandPepperPodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.